What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Studios Podcast. This is where some friends get together, talk about music, business, and the balance of both with life. I'm your host, Nathan Collins. As always, we are joined by the one and only Kevin Beggs, Hello. Jonathan Boucher, yeah. and Ben Brewer. Hello. We're so excited that you are here today. We're going to be talking about nostalgia again. Let's get into it. Nostalgia. Nostalian. <laughs> Megan Nostalgia. <laughs> One day she will be nostalgic to a certain group of people. Nostalion. Yeah. Then that will apply. That's good. Oh boy. Let's keep that sound bite for <laughs> twenty years in the future. <laughs> I don't know if she's gonna be nostalgic or she'll be oh shoot. Oh gosh. Oh, gorsh, no. Mickey. Oh, gorsh. I set the pillow down on the inner button and it just kept spacing the whole show. Save me. <laughs> Wipe me up. <laughs> well, anyway. Starting off strong. Starting off strong. <laughs> this is this is good. All right. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about um, nostalgia, killing or giving life. To our creativity. Um, if you missed last week's episode, uh, we talked about nostalgic production, um, kind of what it means to us personally. And um, we asked three questions. You know, what is it? What is nostalgic production? Um, and then uh, we answered some pros and cons to it. And then also, um, if it is driving the music industry. Today, we are going to answer three more questions. Question number one. Um what what are our remedies to sustain creativity? Mm. Um, and for me, <laughs> this is funny. Nostalgia. Um, I love storytelling. Other people, you know, and uh, a lot of the songs that I write are based off of like a view of me in someone else's shoes. Um, I like to do that a lot. Uh, but if I'm losing creativity then i immediately go back to a time you know the medieval times mm. wow yep pull out my nunchucks and trebuchets your loot <laughs> my loot <laughs> <laughs> i get on my boat and sell out here with christopher columbus it's a nostalgic time for it's me nostalgic times <laughs> yep <laughs> what do you guys do? <laughs> I just uh, just peruse on back to the Iron Age and uh, <laughs> for me, it, honestly, it's like listening, going back and listening to music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I do think listening to old music can uh, make you a bit nostalgic. Uh, as far as creativity goes, I like looking back on things, especially some of my favorite artists, but I can't be super nostalgic if I'm feeling creatively dry, because hmm. I, I, I'd want to, to be in that place where that's the one issue that I have with nostalgia. Sometimes it's like, I want to be back in this time when music for me has always felt like moving forward. Even if you're using nostalgic production or something, you're still creating something new and you're moving forward and you're releasing new material. So for me, I usually just have to sit down and 
just play an ugly chord on the guitar until I can make it make sense. Sometimes we'll oh. be recording a song, and I'll be nostalgic for the demo. <laughs> and I'll be like, let's go back and listen to the demo. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. And, and of reconvene. Your um, let's just do something during a demo. I played somebody a demo. Um, what was it? You said, uh, "Girl, don't kill my vibe." Oh, <laughs> at the beginning of it was um, probably two thousand. We'll have to show you if you don't remember. <laughs> but I played it, and there's a whole group of interns in here, and <laughs> your track was unmuted. Yeah, and immediately as. Forgive me, both Jonathan, for you know doing the mixing, and forgive me, anyone listening. But it was like the girl don't kill my vibe. Oh no! Yeah, but I turned around and everybody was looking at me like, "What?" Yeah, that's incredible. Anyway, I do agree with them though. I I love hearing that stuff. Little snippets that get cut out of final tracks. Yeah. Or little mistakes that happen right before. Right after yeah. a song's done, that I listen for all the time. It's what makes <laughs> some of my songs to me. I'll be like listening to a voice note or something, and if I don't hear this stupid thing that mm. I said right afterwards, the song's just not as good. That makes sense. I Those think, are fun. I think something that I do is I typically will go to places where I've written songs or go to places where I felt inspiration for a song. Um, so kind of changing locations and kind of like getting a different view or an old view of what I wear that song originally. Like Paul Anderson, pa- Paul Anderson Park, for instance, that's a huge one for me, especially if I'm feeling dry and I need something to remedy my creativity. I'll go back there. Um, sometimes it works. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's really just depends on how much of a dry or how bad the dry spell is. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what do I think about creativity? Is it a skill or is it something that's just kind of formed as you go? Um, it's definitely it's definitely something that you um grow, I think. Yeah. I don't think I don't want to like limit people if they feel like they're not creative. Hmm. It's just something they don't have. Yeah, because I mean, some people are just book smart. But like, if you were to give them an analogy, they'd be like, "Dude, you're an idiot. Flowers aren't golden goose." <laughs> <laughs> the sun's not yellow. It's chicken. It's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I don't know. Uh, we'll ask Colonel Sanders what he thinks. Um, yeah, I I think I think creativity is something that just naturally comes, um, because creativity and inspiration are completely different. Um, because people who are book smart, you know, they can they can be inspired to do something, um, but most of the time that thing that they're doing doesn't necessarily require them to create their own path for that thing um i do think it can be learned i think it it depends on who you're surrounding yourself with you know if you're like if you're a brick in the wall and you're don't sting it um if you're a brick in the wall 
and you surround yourself with people who are, you know, Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you become Pink Floyd. You become Pink Floyd. Yeah, you become a song. That was a stupid analogy. <laughs> I think it's definitely something you you grow and learn by doing it. Yeah. Like you gotta just get out there and write the crappiest song on the earth. Put my son and in then coach. do it again and then do it again and then do, do it, it again, again and then do it again and then do it again. But you sound like a dad. You find yourself getting better. Jonathan's dad knows coming out. This is how this is how I learned how to write songs. Man. I've got some really terrible <clears throat> songs in my best. <laughs> Don't we all? Like that... idiotic like blues. Like I didn't know <laughs> how to write a melody really. Mm-hmm. And so like you would just sing. My first song was like a blue like it had like a blues melody. We should make that a segment on the podcast. We all whip out a song. Oh. Old songs. Old songs. Oh man. <laughs> I've got them. They're all I feel like every one of us just got like oh, oh no. They're 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 there. Complete they are, with garage band there. complete with garage band uh drums. You just use two of the theirs in the, in the same sentence. <laughs> there. There. They're there over there. Oh. That's impressive. Anyway, so um creativity um and and being skillful that's a whole that's a whole thing um what's our take on on creativity and nostalgia um do we think nostalgia inhibits our creativity um maybe sometimes it can hinder it what's our what's our experiences on that well you already you touched on this earlier a little bit i think if- a little bit if it becomes an obsession, then yeah. most of the time, most most anything that's an obsession in your life is probably not going to be the best thing for you. Right. Like Valid. being completely absorbed by one particular thing. So, yeah. And if nostalgia is that thing, it's not going to be great, but it could be a way to reconnect to an older part of who you are or even something that uh, other people, even if they didn't have the same exact experience, they can still grasp it's almost easier to connect with yeah. somebody else's nostalgia in a weird way. Mm. I definitely think it can be um, <coughs> overused. So, like, for instance, um, I think a lot of the 80s craze that happened around the time, like, it wasn't just The weekend, but The weekend was one of the, like, main pushers of the 80s, like that, like, like that whole, that whole, like, Synthwave era, yeah. Like it's kind of morphed into different a different section of the eighties, like early nineties, late eighties now. Yeah. But like for a while, like every song that was being released, or at least every album had like three or four songs that were just like that. And so I think I almost got numb to it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not doing the same thing that it used to. Aren't um? This is a weird amusing. I've been doing a lot of weird musings lately. Mm-hmm. Um. Aren't songs themselves nostalgic? Are a lot songs? Of songs? A lot of songs themselves are nostalgic. Because it's like people we're retelling things that happened to us, ways we felt, or experiences we had. Hmm. <laughs> we all jumped! 
Well, we did. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, anyways. <laughs> oh. Oh. This has been the podcast. <laughs> I was just looking at the time, too. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. We'll never do that again. <laughs> yeah, songs themselves can be nostalgic. Mm. Yeah, I I definitely understand that. I mean, I think how they're written, when I listen to them, I think there's a lot of songs that are nostalgic. I think probably a lot of my songs that are nostalgic, if I think about it. Whether I want to write it that way or not, if you're writing about past experiences, you're not writing about what's happening to you right now. Right. Yeah. You'll do that in three years. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works, right? So weird. Yeah, because I found myself nostalgic of songs like last year. <laughs> just being in certain areas and yeah. certain parts of your life. Like, just like, oh, yeah. Well, when you're in the industry itself, oh, gosh, a year of music feels like 84. Yeah. Like, it just feels so... It, time just feels like it goes so fast. It's crazy. It's insane. Like, you, you lose track of when your last song released. Yeah. Uh, you even lose track of when the last song you wrote or produced was. It's wild. Yeah. Well, let's well, not yeah. go down that track. That trail. You ready, <laughs> guys? What have, what have we been listening to? Um, John Batiste uh, dropped a new album. Um, been listening to that. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Highly recommend. Anybody else? I I forced. Um, I've been training a guy at work, so he had to ride with me while I delivered the mail all day today, and I forced him to listen to like almost the entire Money Store album <laughs> by Death Grips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't force him. Did he like it? He was just mentioning, yeah. He hadn't he hadn't listened to Death Grips. He was like, "This is really interesting." <laughs> oh my! That's what he said. This is the only he response said, you can give to listening to Death Grips for the first said, time. He said he would listen. He would check it out again. It's kind of like when you um, eat something nasty and then you're like, <laughs> "I kind of have a craving for that." Or something different, and then you're like, "This is shocking my taste buds." Um, so maybe I'll come back and try it maybe again later. I'll come back. You drink soured milk and you pass it around so everybody else can taste it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this could be cheese one day. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so yeah. He's at home right now, curled up in a little ball with his thumb, like, <laughs> his mouth, like, <laughs> crazy. But, um, don't, don't go listen to it unless you're over the age of 18. That's my recommendation. Okay. Probably. Or if you have high tolerance for sound. Sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah. Uh, for me, listening to uh, a little bit of Bob Dylan recently. Uh, a little bit of Bob Dylan, some Tool, and some Heart. Nice. What a combo. That's an interesting combination combo. of things. But I don't know. All of them actually have kind of a similar a similar feel hmm. in my mind, hmm. surprisingly enough. A gloomy, sunny day. Yeah. Can be. Mainly it's lyrical content that yeah. kind of connects them for me. Hmm. That's cool. What you got? Speaking of more nostalgia, I actually have been listening to uh, Reliant K. 
the <laughs> um, Deathbed album, Five Score. That one. Can't remember the That's full name one. of that one. But yeah, Reliant K. Um, same note. Hey, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for so much for uh, listening and uh, tuning in. You know, make sure um, if you're enjoying the show, let other people know that you enjoy the show. Let us know you enjoy the show. Um, otherwise, we're just sitting here um, talking, which is what we're doing. <laughs> but it's good to know <laughs> that people are enjoying. Uh, let us know if you find it valuable. Let us know what you'd like for us to talk about. And Let's, um, let's sit here t- talking, but let's feel good about it while we're doing it. Let's talk about Bruno. Yeah, let's do it. No. Major, actually. <laughs> Anyway, hey, keep an eye out for the merch. Don't forget about that. Keep an eye out for the merch. It is uh, dropping, um, if not next week, then the next. So be on the lookout for that because there's going to be a special code for you podcast people. Yep. All right. You want to close us out? Hi, Jimmy. This has been the podcast. This has been a podcast.